Stall It with Darren and Joe, a Go Loud original podcast, proudly sponsored by Five Lamps. The beer from Ahir. Five Lamps is the locally brewed, great tasting beer. Try a local in your local. Get the facts, be drink aware. Visit drinkaware.ie. Would you like to come and stall it? Ah, will you just stall it, look? I'd like to come and stall it. I'm not really in the mood. Well, come on and bleed and stall it. Yeah, house hatcher. I'm not a house hatcher. We'll stall it for the crack. We're gonna have a laugh. How are you doing? Welcome to the Stall It podcast. Stall It is a goal out original. Do you want me to do that again? No. You looked concerned. No, just concerned for your well-being. I'm doing okay. Yeah, I was concerned that you sound so happy. Yeah, it's it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's medafinal. Can we say that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's not put that in. Will I just add again? No, we'll leave all that in. Okay, cool. Cool. No, we won't be. Do it again. (laughs) How are you doing? Welcome to the Stall It podcast. We don't want the revenue getting on to you. I is a kite. Maxing you for it. (laughs) How are you doing? the Stall It podcast. We're live here at Marconi Hill. (laughs) <laughs> I'll do a little bit more. Hey, you doing? Welcome to the Stall of Podcast. All as a goal around. You just do the intro. You do it. How are you doing? Welcome to another, bo- another bonus episode. Welcome to another boner. <laughs> <laughs> Darren has another boner. How are you doing? I have another boner. Um, <laughs> and you're very welcome uh, to the Stall of Podcast uh, where boners are free all day. Uh, episode 103. <clears throat> Hello, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of Stala. Yes. Stala is a Go Loud original podcast. Proudly sponsored by the Five Lamps. Oh, the bear from our hair. The bear from our hair. The, the telly fella. He mm. was in the ads, but mm. they're on the podcast now. They're everywhere. They're everywhere, which is a good thing. Thanks for that. Yeah, and thanks for being such a delicious bear beverage. If you're out and about, pop into a pub and say, here, give us a point of Five Lamps there, will you? Just... You have to say the secret code. You just go up to the barman and say, give us a point of ah here. And he, he'll go, ah, oh, I'll give you a wink and he'll, he'll know. Ah, I'll give you one of them. So sit yourself down there and give you an point. Episode 103. That's true. Do you want to say, what well, what should people do before they have a point of ah here, five lamps? They should obviously get to know all about responsible drinking by visiting drinkaware.ie to know all about responsible drinking. Episode 103. That was the most shambolic intro oh, fucking we've ah. ever had. Two and a half minutes. Yeah, but you're going to just see it was the last. Oh, no. It's all time. I like it. Not the boners. I like it. <laughs> I don't have a boner. You do. Look at you. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> like a bleeding tent over there. <laughs> you pitching a tent? <laughs> Who invented camping? Uh, go on. Henry the tent. He had a boner. It's no matter that every man had a boner. Well, not every man. Can no, you Google that? Well, I'm sure some men haven't had boners. How do I start to Google that? Just Google, do all men have boners? <laughs> and then delete your search history. Before and your missus gets your phone and starts asking questions. It's born not the missus I'd be worried about, it's the employer, because this is a work laptop. Just use incognito mode, it's grand. <laughs> incognito mode. I would hope our tech support team can figure it out beyond incognito mode. They can't. No one, no one can. Anyway, That's let's boner. just stop talking about fucking boners. You started it. I didn't. You did. You, you he said your, that. You whipped no. out your boner and you said, look at that. Ah, no. And we all ah, said, put that ah, away. He's acting, he's acting the bollocks yeah. now. Just put that away. No. We won't be saying that now. I'm still standing <laughs> better than I ever did. Oh, oh God, what a podcast. Even as a little kid. Are you good? Don't. Yeah, yeah, go on. Even as a little kid. 
I'm still standing more than I ever did. Even as a little kid. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. How's the crypto? The crypto's doing all right, man, yeah. Bitcoin's up at 28,000 euros, which is a, a new high in recent months. How's Shiba in you doing? Good as well, I think. I think it's all doing good. How's Hedera H-Bar doing? I don't know. I don't have Hedera H-Bar. You take the piss out of me for crypto, but you're lashing out all the crypto currencies here. How's uh, SafeMoon doing? Non-existent. Oh, sold as a lie. Awful. I put fucking a grand into that. Did you? Yeah. And I, I, I think I'm four it, euro now. Yeah, I didn't we'll really put a grand in. We'll come back, man. <laughs> I hope it comes back. Somebody fucking tell me about it. It's all fucking water, man. Nobody knows shit. Like, all I know is Bitcoin is going to be the Every time I ask you, world's currency. how's the crypto doing? You're like, it's up. It is up. I'm in profit. But what is up? To what margin? To more than what you put in. Like, By a couple of hundred, a couple of thousand. Well, I don't want to give away me. If I put, on, if I put on the 10 quid in that last year, how much will I have? It depends on what point last year. Two years ago. Then you'd probably have about 30 quid. Oh, yeah, I get you. So if you put a grand in, you'd have three. Yeah. It's good money. Three to one. Good money, though. Yeah. But, you know, you need to have... It's a patient man's game. Yeah. You wait. You know, you sow the seed. You don't stand outside looking at it grow, do you? Did you wait you until the summertime and then it's blooming. Did you hear about all the commotion in Finglas and Ballymun about this particular scratch card on the market? <laughs> Amy, Amy... I did not hear Amy about put this. me wide to it, right? She's in a Facebook page called Ma's on a Mission. <laughs> She's not a ma, but like... Yeah. My ma's in that. Yeah. My actual ma is in that same Facebook. Ma's on hey. a Mission. Jesus. What's uh, Amy doing in it? She's not even a ma. I know, but she's on a mission. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she wants to be a man. She's on a mission. And they were posting the winnings on these scratch cards. I think they're called like threes and fives. It's like if you scratch it and there's a five, you win the amount under it. But you don't always get that. But you can get like numbers and money under it. Like if you match them with the two numbers. Yeah, 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 yeah. That sort of thing. And uh, people were winning mad amounts on it. So I says to myself, have to try this out. Went and bought ten of them. Ten of them? Yeah. Because of this Mars on a Mission Facebook yeah. page. 200 quid I won. How much you spend? 50. My God. Three to, to me, one. the odds of that are better than crypto. Good old scratch card. That's three to one. There you go. It's almost the same, but it is the same. Did you spend 50 quid on scratch cards? Um, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Is there anything wrong with that? Well, I mean, just on a personal level, I'd be just like, oh. No, like I... I went and bought like four for 20 quid and then I won on that and it kind of kept spoiling and then I lost and then I was like, oh, you spent the equivalent of 50 and got like 150 profit. Yeah. We are never going to like win big. Do you know that way? It's just like the novelty of it. And yeah. when I seen it on Mars and the Mission, I was like, oh, I want a piece of that. Do you know anyone that won big? On a scratch Amy's card? old boss in work on Christmas Day won 10 grand on a scratch card. On Christmas, I'd get the Christmas. There's Christmas scratch cards. Like hampers, hampers and whatever the fuck it's called. Hampers and presents or something. Chocolate, chocolate. I find it very hard to just go to the shop for a fucking bottle of Lucozade or something and pack it of smokes. She's like, anything else? I'm like, why did you say Why did you have to say that? And she's like, what? I'm like, number two. Because they have them right beside the tails and they're That's, so colourful yeah. and shiny. Or like magpies. We just see them and they're like, <laughs> like the shopkeeper could be like, anything else? And she's just like glancing at the scratch like, card. Anything else? And she's just pointing at the scratch cards and I'm like, yeah, just giving them a five. 
<laughs> number five down. Well, number four. four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Just give me ten of the trees and fives. Do you like the scratch cards? <laughs> nope. Not at all. I mean, if I'm... If you get them, you're like, ah, look, yeah. scratch this. I, w- I would enjoy Pretty that. Pretty I If I was going to spend a couple of quid on a gamble... It wouldn't be scratch cards. You get much more value sticking it on a football match or yeah. horse race or something. I disagree. Well, just in terms Statistic. of the time that you get mm. the interest from it. You've 90 minutes. Like, if you put a bet on the football, you have 90 minutes. Mm. And if you get a scratch card, you have, what, 20 seconds? Although it depends on how slow you go. I get the bingo ones. If I'm getting a scratch card, I get the bingo ones because I feel like yeah. that's the best value for money in the sense that it's a game. You can really drag it in. Or you invest in crypto. Put your two quid into crypto. Play a long game. Watch that every day. Watch that snowball until it's until you're 50. Cent, 40 cent. 20 cent. Nothing. That's what happens. We started out on the scratch that. cards very young. Didn't. Me and me mates. Oh, did you? Yeah. We used to get them scratch... The bingo ones that you were talking about. We used to just call them scratch bingos. And uh, you'd go in and like, yeah, man, I'll give you a fiver or something. And you'd get a drink and a bar and one of them. I think they were like fucking two quid at the time or something. Did like, you know that you'd be getting the scratch card? No. And it got to the point like where <laughs> you'd just be getting them and like not scratching them and just scratching the barcode and just saying with a check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I then, often wonder why don't people just do that? <laughs> yeah. And your man beyond the tail used to go, not the winner. <laughs> He was Irish. Nord, yeah, sounds like a bit of a Norden. Yeah. Like, was the winner? He's like, not the winner. And then, like, he blinked the winner. <laughs> there was a shop on Fairview there. It was called 55s. I think the address was 55s. I think it's an estate agent's now or something. But it used to be a, a sweet shop and you go in. And on your way to school or on your lunch from Marino, like, we'd always go in because this old man, I don't know where he's from, some place in the country, we used to make him say 55 because it was fucking hilarious. So we'd get like 55 cents worth of sweets exactly and then he'd hand you the packet of sweets and he'd just go, 55! <laughs> and it was just fucking hilarious. I don't know what it was. It was just how we said it. 55! You used to just call it 55s. I think the address was 55 and we'd always just make him say 55 because <laughs> he'd get sweets like, get 55 sweets there, will you? Jellies. 55! 55! He'd say it the exact same way to every single person that went in and we'd just be in kinks laughing at it. But we wouldn't get scratch cards. Me mates were yeah. mad about the scratch cards. Like, honestly, they get 50 quid and they just get like loads of one euro scratch, 51 euro scratch really? cards. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there was an apartment complex that we used to hang out in because we knew the code to the door so we'd just sit in the stairwell. Scratch, scratch cards. Just go in there and just scratch, scratch cards. 50 scratch cards. And you'd always win because you're going to win something. But you wouldn't get 50 You back. wouldn't get 50 euro no. back. No, it'd be like 10 euro, 20 euro. And then you'd, spend, you'd get more scratch cards with that until it became zero euros. Going back to that thing about the scratch cards with loads of money on it and the hype around it and everyone just buying them. I'm convinced that the lottery do that on purpose. Send out a batch with loads and everyone's talking about it saying, I won like 300 quid on these scratch cards. And then mm. someone else is like, I won 200. And then eventually after people just keep buying them and buying them, they bring out a new batch with fuck all on them. Well, yeah, the value of the cards that are going out is way bigger than the value of the price that they're giving out. But I do know someone that won 50 grand off a scratch card before. 50 grand? 50 grand, yeah. 50 grand. I know someone that won a million euro off the prize bonds, the post office prize bonds. I know the prize... So the prize bonds are a savings scheme that the government kind of do through the post office. So you can buy a prize bond for like a tenner. And then that stays in the prize bond account. But you're entered into a raffle for every prize bond you have. And one of the prizes, at the end of the year, like around Christmas time, they do a raffle. And one of the prizes is a million quid. 
he had a few prize bonds. Like, I have prize bonds, but I've never won it. But this person won a million quid. Yeah. Spent it just as quick as he won it, though. Jesus. You would spend it, though. Look at all that money. Do you know what happened to me years ago? Do you remember Little Woods? I was in my gaff one day, right? And a courier came to the door with a television, a cocktail-making machine, and one or two other things. And they're like, will you sign for that? And no one in my gaff had a Little Woods account. And the name on it was Conway, but it was like John or something. John Conway or something like that. And we were ringing up Little Woods like, we're after getting like fucking a plasma screen and blah, 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 <laughs> and this and that. And they were like, we'll send someone out to pick them up. It must be like a mistaken address or whatever. And they never came and collected them. So you just had a, a plasma? Yeah. But like me and my man all were like, how the fuck did we get that? And why is it the second name Conway? To this day, like, we have no idea how, how that happened. So wasn't Little Woods a website? It's probably still a website, but you can order stuff. Is it gone now, I think. Or it was, it's replaced by a different name or, I don't know. But you bought something and then you paid in instalments. Basically a loan service. But I know people that were just ordering stuff and they're just never paying, never fulfilling the, the debt. They're really? Just like, yeah, it's mine now. And then just not pay it back. Like they get letters and stuff saying, oh, yeah. you need to pay it, but like, come get it. <laughs> what do you do with that stuff if you get it for nothing and they say they're going to send someone out to collect that and they don't? What are you supposed to do? Keep it. Yeah. That's, would you keep it? Me? Yeah. What else would you do with it? just arrives at your door oh and you ring up the company and say these products have came to my house I don't have an account mm. what will I do and they're like we'll send someone out to collect them and then like they don't send anyone out oh well then yeah I've done my best grand at that point what are you supposed to do give the charity <sighs> why would they want to tell you though on a cocktail making machine <laughs> you can't send a cocktail making machine to Temple Street <laughs> <laughs> trying to do a good date <laughs> do you want a scratch card story oh yeah I'd love one so in 2021 in a Londis shop in Manchester I think they have Londis in Manchester I think it's Londis and they've just because in the article it says Londais L-O-N-D-A-I-S I think it's like walkers and layers yeah. yeah so there's two friends Mark Goodrum and John Watson go into a shop and buy a scratch card and they win Four million pounds sterling. Roughly five million euro on one scratch card. So they obviously delighted with this and go to claim it. But then Camelot, who run the lottery in the UK, they say, right, well, where's your bank account that we deposit the funds into? And your man says, oh, I don't have a bank account. And they go, how would you buy the scratch card then? Because you bought it with a bank card. And he explains his friend bought it from whatever. Anyway, they're a little suspicious. So they just check who the card was owned by. The two lads ended up getting arrested and charged and sentenced to 18 months for fraud because it was a stolen bank card. Oh my God. Did we talk about this before? I don't think so. I think we did. We talked about a fella in Australia who won a scratch card and then on the news they made him recreate him scratching the same scratch that, card in oh, the, right, right. and then he won again on the news while they were making the reenactment. <laughs> he won again. Like imagine that. So they won four million. They didn't get it though. They didn't get to keep it though. No. I just looked up what's the most ever won on a scratch card and a man in Florida won $25 million on May 11th last year. $25 million. On a fucking scratchy. When we were in LA, they have in the shops sort of like a vending machine of scratch cards, if you want to say. And you go up and you tap your card or else you put money in and pick your scratch card that comes out. Like, not the way over here you to go to a tail or whatever. Yeah. These are just like fucking vending machines. 
And I seen like top prize, like 100 million and all, and 50 million. <laughs> and it was so colourful. I was going up to it and I said, number five, please. And it just wasn't coming out. <laughs> but did you get one? No. You didn't get one? No. It's like in Spain, there's little kiosks and they just sell scratch cards. But there's like so many of them that it just kind of seems like, mm. I don't know, there's too much. Like, well, how the fuck can there be that many? What about the people that sell scratch cards on the street where you can win a car? That's it's like bollocks, for, you're donating to charity and they give you a scratch card and you can win a car and you win a car every time. Every time. Every time you win a car. How and then do you, you claim it? And what happens when you try and claim I won a car, like. I think you have to stick your email address onto the back of it and send it off and then you just become part of a little spam list. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't someone win a million quid on a plane on one of the Ryanair charity scratch cards? Did they? Yeah. Did they get it? You got it? Yeah, yeah. I'd be fucking shitting it. Imagine scratching a million quid and you're sitting on a Ryanair plane. I'd be just like, fuck, 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 fuck. The whole time. A million quid. On a scratchy. There's a huge level of depression of people that win that much money. It's so overwhelming. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, it doesn't always fix the problem. I had a million quid, I can't think of a thing that would make me happy. Fortison. <laughs> no. I don't already have. Like, what the fuck? You just go out and buy a fucking Rolex. Yeah. Because you have a million quid and you're like, oh, look at his Rolex. Yeah. I'm not very, what, what you call it? Like, I, I don't really put value in things. What? Like, you like... They're realistic. Yeah, materialistic. You like shoes and you like hats and stuff like that, so you could probably... Shoes and hats, yeah. <laughs> like a few other things as well. But like toys and stuff like that that you could buy that you'd be interested in. But like for yeah. me, if I won the lot, I'd still drive around in the Citroen C tray and fucking wear cheap ripped jeans and old crap. And Latte Larry's. Latte Larry t-shirts. T-shirts. <laughs> Little red bubble t-shirts. Yeah. Would you? Yeah. I'd go out and buy a fucking Range Rover and a Balenciaga jacket. <laughs> Balenciaga's still going are you after that bleeding oh yeah Joe on your um, claim that people get depressed after they win the lotto yeah apparently that's not true ah fuck <laughs> it's okay to be wrong now and again is it not true is there anything no. any truth in it it's supposedly a common misconception but researchers who have studied a few thousand people who won a significant sum of money found that overall it led to positive long term life satisfaction yeah, well, and also they don't blow their money that's another misconception actually most people hang on to it and make good use of it rest assured that if your big day comes and you win the lotto you'll be okay I think I'll be alright Yeah, I think I could I could cope if you won 10 million would you just retire uh, yeah would you leave the podcast probably would you probably I don't know I think if I won 10 million I'd probably get into executive producing like I'd produce a film or I'd invest in films I'd like to do that probably get into charity I know I'm not a very charitable person. I know. I, like, not the last thing you'd do? Something about Palestine. I feel like I'd do something with something <laughs> to so build houses in Palestine or give them weapons. <laughs> He'd put his face on the, on the Bose jerseys. <laughs> Will you silhouette me face into the Bose jerseys, please? Why don't you do that with Shelburne? Do what? Yeah, why don't you just do that? Do what? Get rid of the sponsor. Well, who sponsors the jerseys on Shelburne? Who do you run around Crown with? Crown Paints. No, uh, <laughs> that's, Liverpool. that's Liverpool in the nineties, isn't it? A uh, company called Culligan. They're an American water company. That's who's on the jerseys. Mm-hmm. Get that off. Get my gucking on there. Put Granby on it. Style it. All the podcasts. Yeah, I mean, you're Get more, go loud. welcome to bid. 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 Much we talking? I don't know. Tanner. More. Tanner the jersey. Presumably a six-figure sum, anyway. <sighs> Jeez, can't afford that. that. No, wouldn't have that. Who could you afford? Shamrock Rovers. Maybe Cove Ramblers. I was thinking that. Bray Wanderers, maybe? Shelbourne? No, we've covered them. Okay. Rovers? Definitely not. Pats? No. 
Kerbs. <laughs> <laughs> this is a world where you're a lotto winner, so. Oh, if I was a lotto winner, yeah. Yeah, I would, yeah. For the crack. I just, if I was a lotto winner, I think I'd just buy Shelbourne. Oh, imagine you in charge. Beds. Oh, the beds be back. Sell out every week. Hang on. Do you know what's so boring now? I was out on Sunday for Dublin versus Mayo and they battered them. And who are they playing next? Another show. Hey, Dublin battered them. Dublin battered Mayo. I thought Dublin was shit since your man left after they won like five All Ireland. I think that was just for a year. Was it? It was like last year. Really? Yeah. I don't know anything about Gaelic. I know. And then it just springs up on you. It's like, they're in the quarterfinals. And you're like, they've been playing? Like, how have I missed this? Off to the bridge, haven't we go? Come on, we're all going to the bridge. They're taking the door off the hinges again. Hey! <laughs> do they do that? They take the door off the hinges, yeah. Just so you can walk in and out, like? Yeah, and then they literally have it just perched up outside. <laughs> literally take the door off the hinges. <laughs> What's the, the point in that? They just leave it outside. Easy access? Yeah, because if you open the door, then it'll, it gets in the way of people. So they just literally take the door off the hinges and leave it on the side. It's amazing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's some spot. That whole area is very good for a match day, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is. It's a great atmosphere. I was only in the hill once. I wanted to go to the hill for this one. So it was a double header on Sunday and they were obviously standing in the hill 16 and there was more, like there was a big fight at it, big brawl at it. So, so everyone was talking about that afterwards. And now there's talk about turning the hill 16 into Seton because it's such a big stadium. Nowhere else in... Europe has stadiums that big that have standing stands in it or even the UK like is, is that standing Liverpool have they've trialled it and Celtic are using it and Liverpool and a few other clubs but Liverpool now have trialled it and just I think last week they said they want to expand it around more of Anfield Is that just to create a better fan experience? Squeeze yeah. more people in more money it, yeah. Yeah. Nah, Most fans want it too it's a better atmosphere Is it? Yeah yeah people are standing up yeah I'd rather see it I don't know, it does It does create more of an atmosphere if everyone's kind of standing. When you're in Crow Park and someone's gone for the goal, you don't want to be the first person to stand up to try to see it because then you're standing in the way of somebody. Mm. But if everyone is standing, then, then it's great. You know what I mean? It just creates more of an atmosphere. Yeah, it feel, it when you're sitting down, it feels more passive. Like you're going to the cinema or the theatre or yes. something. You're just watching the show. But if you're standing up for some reason, you feel a bit more active, like you're involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how do you think your beds would... I'm not, why did I <laughs> I didn't mention it. I was saying, like, what would you rather stand or sit? And he's like, ah, stand, what better fan experience? I'm like, but you'd probably rather lie down. I'd like to have the option. If there was beds, you'd be allowed to jump on the beds. Like, you could stand up and jump on the beds. You know, that's your own, and that's a VIP experience. There's no VIP standing area. Mm. But the Hill 16. Oh, yeah, I've sailed off that. No, I've sailed, oh, well, I've croaker, yeah. 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 yeah, you did. Broke the wire. Put a hole in the ground. Fell, put a hole in the ground. Bald ground. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think it's ridiculous to try put seats in the Hill 16. Wouldn't you agree? Should people have fight sitting down? I don't care. Do you know? About the culture of our national sport? Couldn't give a fuck. No. What about the history? The history of Bloody Sunday, the tanks coming in and shooting everyone in the Hill 16. Yeah, fuck the seats, man. <laughs> <laughs> they were in the stand, which is now the Hogan stand. Oh, were they? Were they not oh, just indiscriminately yeah. firing? Why is the Hogan stand? Because the first man shot that day was, I think, Michael Hogan. Michael yeah. Hogan, yeah, he was captain of Tipperary. He was, I think, the first person shot that day. Ian Croker. I don't know how he drove a tank in. Well, it wasn't the same Crow Park you see today. I know, yeah, but like, yeah. it's just, I don't even know where. Like, there was no fucking chip advance. <laughs> there was no chip advance. You ever heard the, the story, I guess, that Hill 16 was built from the rubble from 
the Easter Rising. Mm-hmm. Total myth. Ah, don't tell me that. Yeah. Is it? Really? It was already finished construction by 1915. Total myth. It was just a myth. Your teachers in school were telling us that that yeah, was true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Sold as a lie. Yeah. Like everything else. Whitewashing history. It was originally called Hill 60, which was like to commemorate a World War One battle and an Irish regiment in the British Army. But then as, you know, Irish independence came and general feelings of independence got a lot stronger and all that, um, anything that had anything to do with the Brits was renamed Hill 60, becoming Hill 16. And then the myth began that it was created from the rubble of the GPO and other buildings on O'Connell Street. Total nonsense. But I'd say that's one of the most commonly held misconceptions in Ireland today. I don't, I don't I trust anything I know anymore. Yeah. Are you alright? What happened to you there? You had to fall down on. I accidentally kicked the lever on my chair. <laughs> Just dropped fell over. Do <laughs> <laughs> you join the army? No. Would you? Your not, country, not at this age. Your country called upon you. Would you go? Uh, no. It depends. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I wouldn't. Would you not? Nah. Just stay at home. Stay at home. Fuck that. I can't be doing that. If the Russians landed a thousand boats on the west coast of Ireland and just marched off it, hundreds of thousands of soldiers and said, we're taking this. And the Irish army said, we need as many men as possible to fight these Russians to keep our country. I don't think I'd be any use. <laughs> We'd be at a disadvantage if I was there doing that. <laughs> I'd die and you stay at home. We're all right, we don't need you. I've been the same throughout my whole life, even in football, playing for a football team. I was always the disadvantage of the team. Don't pass it to Darren. Whatever you do, don't pass it. He's only playing because we feel sorry for him. <laughs> Fair enough. That'd be the same if I went to war. Yeah. What if it was to like make sandwiches to feed the soldiers and stuff? Like in one of them tents? Yeah. Of making sandwiches in a tent? No. But you're on the well, front line. You're on the front line. I'd probably, I'd probably make sandwiches like if it was from the gaff and then I'd just deliver them. Like, so they've landed on the west coast, so like <laughs> Galway, kind of. They've landed in Galway and the, there's 100,000 soldiers marching through. They obliterated Galway. And they're marching across to get to Dublin. And they're like somewhere in the Midlands. And the army, the Irish army is trying to hold them off. But they're not very good. So they need your help. Darren, we need as much manpower as we can muster. Will you come help us? I say, I can put mustard on sandwiches. (laughs) That's what you want. Mustard sandwiches. I can't muster anything, sorry. (laughs) But uh, I don't know. I'd I'd be shitting my pants now. It'd have to happen. And I'd have to be there to like know what I'd do. Yeah. It'd have to be in the news. People would have to be posting yeah. about it. And you'd be like, oh shit. Would you? I don't think so. I'd be just like, whatever. You just can take control. <laughs> yeah. There's always someone else. We're not doing a good job as it is. Like, Just ask someone else straight away. Yeah. Like Joe said, no, do you want to just go and get Rory stories or something? <laughs> <laughs> like, I make videos for you. I'd be good for morale. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'd be like, have us. Come get, come take it. Take it. Just don't blow the place up. Just come in, relax, and then leave. Yeah. It's like if someone was breaking into your house to rob it. I'd just say, look, lads, take what you want. Just don't wreck the gaff, yeah? Or if somebody, somebody was on the street and was robbing you and had a gun to your head, I'd be just like, look, man, don't make a mess. Don't shoot me in the head. Just like take what you want. Like chicken fillet roll. Yeah, man. Just take it. Episode oh. one. Just take it. Walk away. Show me a knife. Yeah. yeah. He didn't show you a knife. He told you he had a knife. Oh, yeah. He, he's like, I have a knife on me. I believe you. Yeah, no, in fairness. <laughs> don't need any <laughs> other <laughs> choice. So in, in this scenario, Joe, who'd you say? The Russians are invading? The Russians are invading. What if the major kids start to speak Russian in school? 
Yeah, it's, it's good to learn a second language. No, but that's the only language I don't speak in school. Would you be I'd say, well, I need to learn a first. You'd be such a collaborator, you know? I'd be well on board. I'd be like, this is exciting. This He'd is new. He'd be doing um, social marketing posts for them, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. I'd be the propagandist. The Lenny Rippenstahl of the Russian invasion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm inviting you over. Come on. <laughs> Would you make this argument in the Bridge Tavern? Absolutely. My argument would be, what are you defending? Like, what are you defending? We're what? defending the spoiler. Shy. Shy. The right to make your own, to determine your own future. We don't have that anyway. Oh. You know? I disagree. I <laughs> don't think we have a future. No, we don't get to determine our oh, future. Right, right. It's very, very hard to get a house. It's very hard to rent. Yeah. It's like... Oh, it, but it, you have the right to vote for people who, in theory, can change that. Yeah, but like, you know what I mean? What's wrong with a dictator every now and again? There you have it. You love communism. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> people don't do. Some people do. Some people, people love the idea. Some people love it, yeah. I'm fucking lost. Are you? Look, there's buzzwords going on here. <laughs> <laughs> if there's an invasion, don't tell Joe any secret plans. If you have to move, don't tell him where you move to. Don't tell him who you're meeting because he's feeding it all straight back to the invaders. So you're like a spy. A rat. A rat, yeah. There's always a rat. <laughs> a spy would imply some kind of I don't know training or a mission he'd just be out there harvesting whatever teacher teacher yeah. Yeah. teacher Darren has a bunker <laughs> <laughs> good Joseph <laughs> good very boy. good good boy good boy he's a sweet I say can I have some of that vodka <laughs> they put vodka in that coffee the Russians or is that the Polish we put whiskey in ours I know yeah vodka and cream vodka <laughs> cream Disgusting. There's a Polish lad in my estate who's always walking around drinking an egg and a vodka. Fucking fair play to him. On a bleeding Tuesday, walking around, going to the bin <laughs> shed and swamping a load of vodka. <laughs> That's where your uh, shelter would be, in the shed. In the, the bin, bin shed, shed yeah. Stinking. <laughs> Teacher Darren's in the bin shed. He's in there, he is. Yeah, he's in there. He's, yeah, you have to knock and then he comes out. <laughs> They're standing there with a load of guns. They're like, thank you, Joseph. <laughs> You're a very good boy. Lining you up and shooting you. <laughs> ha. That's what I, you get. Can I get the day off now, teacher? Then they just blow your head off. There's a list here of history's most infamous betrayers. Oh. You'd be on that, Joe. Judas Iscariot's right there at the top. <laughs> He's up there. Yeah. He's up there. Legend. <laughs> Benedict Arnold. Don't know him. He was an American hero in general. Highly regarded. But by the end of the war, he had switched to command British troops. Benedict Arnold was, and I quote ABC News here, embittered by what he saw as a lack of recognition of his military genius. So he switched sides because he thought he'd get more of an ego massage with the Brits. That could be you. Yeah. An ego massage. Yeah. Yeah. I'd sign up to the Irish army just to impress the Russians. It's like, can I play for you now? <laughs> so you can fact check me on this one on. I will. But you ever, <laughs> you ever heard that song? La 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 You know that song from Family Guy? La 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 Well the Russians made it illegal to sing songs so so he just done that la 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 song and it was like a massive massive hit in Russia. Oh really? And all it is is him going la 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 now, fact check that. It wasn't a ban on singing. Some Western groups and artists were banned, but they didn't outlaw singing in general. 
Was there, there's a history behind that song. That's such a specific thing to ask me to fact check. It's yeah. not. You can't just type into Google. Yeah. La 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 la. Story behind that. Sorry, something in my throat there. Yeah. A tongue? I think so. Out of a fear of swallowing my tongue. Anyway. What's the story behind the t-shirt? It's from Corbier Enthusiasm. The last season. I've never seen it. Yeah, so Larry, Larry David goes into a coffee shop and the coffee is too hot and the, the table is wobbly and the danishes are too hard and he doesn't like it at all and the fella that works there is rude to him. So to spite him, he opens a coffee shop right next door. So that fella's coffee shop is called Mocha Joe. So he opens up Latte Larry's <laughs> right next door to him. Yeah. Literally right next door. Just to spite him because he's like a multi-multi-millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> but he's so petty and... and and he just keeps undercutting them with the price of everything as well. <laughs> Basically so giving it away for free. Yeah. So it's all of that. I wanted to do one with the Buddy Cup. They opened a shop in the Northside Shopping Centre and I wanted to open my own coffee shop <laughs> just right next door to them <laughs> because there's a vacant space in the Northside Shopping Centre that's literally right next door to the, the Buddy Cup. And I was like, imagine I just opened one in there that had seats. What? An actual coffee shop that you could sit down in. What would <gasps> you call it? Cup of Joe. That's actually pretty good. Cup of Joe. Cup of Joe. Gotta be. It's gotta be Cup of Joe. Pal Cup. <laughs> Would you open a coffee shop? I'd probably open up like a start up clothing brand maybe. But like open them up all next to gym plus coffee. And just call it coffee plus tea. Coffee plus tea? Yeah. Yeah. Do you mean gym plus tea? Gym plus tea, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, gym plus coffee. It's not coffee plus gym, is it? Coffee plus tea. <laughs> tea. What's it? Gym plus tea? It's, so the shop you're talking about was gym plus coffee? Yeah. So You'd call yours? Originally I thought <laughs> okay call me an agent if you want but I thought that they sold clothes and coffee inside the shop <laughs> I thought they had a stand that someone was working making coffees and you could buy their merch inside do they even have shops yeah do they yeah does a gym plus coffee shop yeah yeah I think there's one in Dundrum shopping centre that, but that I could be wrong there sense. there is definitely shops I've seen them mm. the reason I thought it was gym plus coffee is because they sold coffee in there and it was known for their coffee. Yeah. So they had like this merch of gym gear to go with your coffee. That would make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah. Do you want a latte and some leggings? <laughs> yeah, but like it makes more sense than just like, why is it called gym plus coffee? If there's no coffee involved. Is it because people go gym and like coffee as well? I guess. I guess. So it's like gym plus tea. Yeah. Do you like tea? I do like tea. Oh, fucking let's go. Yeah, fuck this coffee shit. Gym plus tea, let's do it. Gym plus herbal tea. Gym plus water. Gym plus cans. <laughs> cans plus park. <laughs> Couch plus book. Couch plus belly boxing. I know. You couldn't get that printed. <laughs> I'd wear that. <laughs> Couch plus belly boxing. Be- bed plus belly boxing. <laughs> oh, I had a comedy sketch idea that I wanted to do. I still might do it. But it's like a bunch of scientists like really walking around the clock trying so fucking hard to figure out what gym plus coffee equals. Like, <laughs> what does it add up to? Like, what's, what is gym plus coffee? And then at the end, it just finds out it's like gym plus coffee equals cunts. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> he got it. He figured it out. The bastard figured it out. It's one of them things though that I <laughs> might just buy a hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> I just get one. You might. Yeah. Why? Because I like coffee. And I like to go to the gym sometimes. Maybe the, like, 
Sometimes gym plus coffee. <laughs> <laughs> gym plus coffee. Sometimes in brackets. <laughs> gym plus coffee, the odd time. Or, well, coffee plus gym, the odd time. <laughs> gym two times a week plus coffee most of the time. <laughs> uh, gym plus coffee forward slash at the odd time. Uh, I do PTs sometimes, but it's too expensive <laughs> most months. I can't afford it. Oh, I don't think you get that all on the top though. Gym plus coffee divided <laughs> by McDonald's. <laughs> Forward slash Burger King. Forward slash a couple of points to the lads. <laughs> Who signed off on that? It's, not, it's an Irish owned company. I know it is. Yeah. Of course it fucking is. Bleeding stupid idea for the name of a brand. Well, it, I know they're laughing at you because I, they fucking made a fortune. They absolutely did. And I don't know how because I think it's a bleeding... The amount of people I see wearing it though. It's just one of them things that's popular. So the next person's going to wear it. It's only popular amongst a certain demographic of people though, isn't it? Yeah. A certain group of people. Like you wouldn't see a load of your bros wearing it. No. <laughs> no. What's up, Joe? You might think, do a sketch there. I was just wearing a Jim Plus coffee hoodie. <laughs> like, What's no? up, bro? Do a sketch there, would you? Before I go to the gym and grab a coffee. Are we ripping <laughs> the piss out of them too much? <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. Fuck them. Walk them, walk them. What's wrong with you, Al? You are right, Al. You got worms. What are worms? Is that genuine worms in your ass? Worms up your arse. I was told if you ate too much sugar, then you'd get worms in your stomach. That freaks me out. Oh, um, I was just having a discussion before you left there. Uh, this is what happens when you leave us alone for two seconds. I can't go. I'm not worms. Like, are they just in your bum? Uh, I'll check that out for you. Do you remember they used to have sugar lumps in bowls mm. on, in cafes? I used to eat the sugar lumps. And my mad say, don't be eating them sugar lumps, you'll get worms. Would she say worms or wordums? Wordums. Wordums. You'll get wordums. You'll get wordums. And I used to think it was because there'd be so much sugar that the sugar would turn into... A worm. Do you know if you leave a sugar lump in a box for years and years and years, it turns into a worm? <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. It'll turn into everything. But um, dogs have wordums. Why? Because they're eating sugar. Because they have wordums, yeah. Oh, don't give me dog sugar though. Yeah, but they, they lick the ground and they lick bacteria and stuff yeah, off yeah. the ground and they they leave fucking ant and the dirty bastards. <laughs> they fucking was, I tell you. He went for me the other day. Ah, bless. You know, he went to bite me like proper. I mean, proper. Tried to bite me. Lock uh, on to me like. Put him down. I gave him a jump bone. Know what a jump bone is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a dog biscuit. I gave him a jump bone and he's, what, he, he doesn't even eat them. He walks around the gap holding it in his mouth and then finds somewhere to bury it. One time he buried it under like the bed, like under the covers like. Yeah. I just got into bed one night and there was a fucking bone in the bed. <laughs> I was a little cunt. But uh, I was rubbing him right and he had the bone in front of him. He just went, ah! And he nearly got me like. That's mad, isn't it? Yeah. Territorial. What were we talking about before that? Worms. Worms, yeah. I want any info on that. What, what information do you want? What are they? Are they it's the actual worms. Yeah, and they come out at night. Of your arse? With hats on. <laughs> Do a little oh. dance. <laughs> He's asleep. <laughs> what are you swallowing that contains their eggs? Sugar cubes then? Anything that a fly lands, it puts its eggs on. There's Sugar a fucking fly in my gaff a few weeks now. It's usually con contaminated food or... Me. Raw me. Can we go back to talking about spite? Instead of rotten meat and worms? Of course we can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I found some... <laughs> 
pretty spiteful. <laughs> and we go back to talk about spite instead of raw meat and worms in your arse. <laughs> yeah, all right then. This is the style of podcast. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, a few notable moments of spite throughout human history. Love it. Are you familiar with the Westboro Baptist Church? I am not. Very. They are the family, the most hated family in America is how they're known. Louis Theroux's done a couple of documentaries. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the fellas who stand outside funerals and with, you know, gays burning hell and all. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, this guy called Aaron Jackson, he runs a non-profit organization of his own called Planting Peace. And uh, he was not a fan of the Westboro Baptist Church or their activities. In 2013, he was looking at the location of the church on Google Earth and he just noticed that the house across the road had a for sale sign. So he looked it up and it was still for sale, bought the house and painted it in rainbow colours directly across the road from their church just to piss them off. Adidas and Puma, familiar with this? So the two brothers. Is uh, this another Aldi and Little story where they're not actually brothers? No, these are brothers. Who is? Adidas and Puma? Adidasler? Adolf and Rudolf Dassler. So they ran Adidas and then in 1948 there was some feud between the two. Still not be sure the exact details why. But Rudolph said, right, shove it. I'm off to start my own shoe company. And he found a Puma. And both factories were still located in the small German town and split the whole town. Because if your family worked for Adidas. Or Puma. They weren't mixing with the Puma families. Really? Yep. Very wow. bitter. That's great. That's an amazing level of spy. Lamborghinis. The car. The car. Lamborghinis were originally tractors. And in the 1960s, Ferruccio Lamborghini, who owned a Ferrari, being a wealthy tractor manufacturer, had an issue with the Ferrari's, uh, I think it was the clutch. And he wasn't satisfied with Ferrari's response. The other legend is that he approached Enzo Ferrari with some advice on how they might improve the cars, because him being a Ferrari driver, and felt insulted or undervalued by the response he got. So out of spite, he started making his own supercars. And that's how Lamborghini moved from making tractors to cars. Tractors out of spite, love it. Yeah, I love it. Some jump. Look at them now. This probably only applied to Dublin listeners and Dublin listeners from a particular part of the city. But Merino Crescent, are you familiar with it? Familiar, yeah. So, this is the crescent of houses around the small park that as you go through Fairview, Bram Stoker's house, exactly. And that's where his inspiration for Dracula came from from looking out the window into that little park there and imagining Dracula. Bloodsucker. Dra- Dracula and ghouls and whatever, yeah. Anyway, Marino Crescent was only built for spite because the man named Charles Folliot wasn't the biggest fan of James Caulfield who owned Marino House. Is that the casino at Marino? Yeah, the land in there, and I presume the big house in there. Yeah. Anyway, they were enemies. So Folliot bought the land where Marino Crescent is and built it to block his view of Dublin Bay. Wow. And he Jesus. built the back of those houses without any care for design. Made them look deliberately ugly. So that's what they'd see when they looked. Feel Bob now. Yeah. Prince. Remember Prince changed his name to Symbol. And yeah. The artist yeah. formerly known as Prince. That was just out of spite against his record company. Um, <laughs> so he was under contract with Warner Brothers. But he was under contract with his name. They wouldn't let him out of it. So he changed it to a symbol and argued that he was no longer that person. Fucking hell. I wonder if that's the same with Snoop Dogg. Wasn't he Snoop Lion then for a while? Yeah, he changed the name to Snoop Lion. Mad. Now Snoop Dogg again. Went from Snoop Doggy Dog to Snoop Dogg to Snoop Lion to Snoop Dogg. <laughs> he evolves like Snoopy. a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. He's got f- five different stages before he becomes Charizard. <laughs> Snoop Char. Charizard, Snoop. Snoopy. 
Tyler Swift as well got fucked up with her uh, contract as well. So she released, look, she basically re-released the album but recorded them herself and they're called Taylor's version. So she gets all the money from them. So all the real Swifties listen to those versions instead of the... Swifties. <laughs> That's what we call ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> sure, Kanye West changed his name as well, didn't he? T.A. Yeah. Would you change your name? Yeah. What would you like your name to be? Seth. <laughs> like, if you think of Joseph, I'm people always smoke. go with the fourth half, like, to Joe. What about Seth? Seth. Seth. I feel bad for the Seth. Yeah. There's just a big empty hole in you trying to be an American teenager from the early noughties, <laughs> isn't there? Yo, Seth, what's up? Yeah. You coming skating with me? You just want to be You want to go do jackass? <laughs> Seth McGuffin. Is there any other spy stories? Yeah, for a long time, the British Embassy in Tehran, capital of Iran, was on Bobby Sand Street. The Iranians renamed that street Bobby Sand Street just to embarrass the Brits. No way! That's amazing. You're the fucking Iranians. Then the origin of the... (laughs) 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 A lot of support for some quite oppressive regimes. (laughs) I mean, Bobby Sandstreet's pretty cool, but everything else, come on lads, get that shit together. The origin of the phrase, you'd cut off your nose to spite your face. Supposedly, according to a 1904 book, the origin is a group of nuns in a monastery in Coldingham in Scotland. And the Vikings were raiding areas all around and they were on their way to their monastery. The f- head of the institution, Sister Abby, assembled all the nuns together and told them the only way they could avoid being raped by the Vikings was to voluntarily disfigure themselves. Oh so my put God. Put off their noses and their lips. Fucking hell. And uh, then the Vikings just burnt the convent with all the nuns inside. Jesus Christ. That was a bit darker than I didn't yeah. the Lamborghini story. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Sorry. Yeah, how did that happen? Fucking <laughs> cutting your lips off. Your lips? Die, like. Yeah. Just like that. You just die, though. If you cut your lips off? If you got scissors and cut your lips off and the gaff, you'd be fucking on the floor dead. Bleed out. I Maybe, would. yeah. I don't know. You would, would you? If you cut your lips off with the scissors and the gaff, would you die? <laughs> the gaff. That's much worse than that story. There's one for Google. There's one for Google. Do you want to hear a story of spite that's a bit more silly than the nuns? Yeah, go on. Yeah, okay. lighten it up. So in only a couple of years ago, 2019, I didn't even realise this was a thing, but people try to make the blackest paint possible. So they make new versions of paint that are blacker or more red or more pink or whatever. So the paint was called Vanta Black, uh, claimed to be the blackest black acrylic paint ever made. I think black is just black. It supposedly absorbs 99.96% of all light that hits it. So it was licensed exclusively, some company made it, and it was licensed exclusively to an artist called Anish Kapoor. And he somehow got the license to say, only I can buy this blackest of black paints. And a lot of other people in the artistic community said, that's not really on. What's he doing blocking everyone else from using it? So in retaliation, there was... An artist called Stuart Semple. So he said he made the pinkest pink ever. And it was available to everybody in the world except Amish Kapoor. And the way he would do this is he would only sell it online. And to buy it, you had to click a box that said, by adding this product to your cart, you confirm you are not Anish Kapoor. You are in no way affiliated to Anish Kapoor. You are not purchasing this item on behalf of Anish Kapoor or an associate of Anish Kapoor. To the best of your knowledge, information and belief, this paint will not make its way into the hands of Anish Kapoor. 
I feel bad for all the other Anish Kapoors out there that want to buy some pink paint. The pinkest paint? The pinkest of all pink. Yeah. So, Anish Kapoor somehow got him, got some of his paint and he dipped his finger into it, uh, middle finger into it and posted a picture of him sticking up on Instagram. So, as of now, I think the only place you can buy that now, your man, Semple, owns an art shop in London called The Art Shop. and Creative. Yeah. So, if you enter there, you have to sign a declaration on entry to ensure that you won't be buying that paint for Anish Kapoor and there's a security guard posted outside with a picture of Anish Kapoor <laughs> that is ridiculous Jesus Christ well I mean that's half spite and half just publicity stunt yeah I like it it's a yeah, lot more fun right. than the nuns <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely a nice one to end on thanks very much for listening to another episode of Stala Stala is a Go Loud original podcast proudly sponsored by the five lamps the bear from Ah Hair if you find yourself out and about, pop in. Have a little point of five lamps. It's absolutely gorgeous. You won't regret it. And before the bartender gives you the point, make sure you visit drinkaware.ie to know all about responsible drinking. Yeah, do that as well. I'm going to do them shorter now. I'm kind of fed up doing that one. Yeah, cool. So, just say visit drinkaware.ie. So that's all. That's going to be done done away with now, everybody. Yeah, don't be too uh, disappointed. We, I've got too much legs over. Um, and don't be disappointed, yeah. So, I mean, look, if you want it back, I can bring it back. Just let me know. Send a send an email on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Right, we'll talk to you later. Right, take care of yourselves and mind each other. Yep. Stall it with Darren and Joe. A Go Loud original podcast, proudly sponsored by Five Lamps. The beer from Ah Here. Try a local in your local. Get the facts, be drink aware. Visit drinkaware.ie.